0: You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons Limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to We Are Survivors, a podcast about The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. I am Jared, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with Bobby Schisler, also known as and Bob. Hey, hey,
1: hey.
0: Yes, and on our last episode, we went through the first three chapters of The Last of Us. We uh, covered the prologue, the quarantine zone, and the outskirts. And when we left off, pretty much Tess had just, well, she. Uh let you know that she was infected and then she died so that you and Ellie or that so that Joel and Ellie could make it out of the Capitol building and now we're heading into Bill's town so this episode we're gonna be covering Bill's town Pittsburgh and the suburbs which is actually a pretty pretty meaty chunk of the game it feels like
1: it's the it's the first time you get some real interactions with uh with with Joel and Ellie and uh another person who's a little controversial, they don't exactly get along.
0: Yeah, like this is the first time Joel and Ellie are actually alone. Well, actually, it's not the first time because they were alone for a little bit in the quarantine zone. But Joel could care less, right? He could care less. Like this is just a quick job, and he's going to get over with. But like, obviously, do, things don't talk are- to me. Leave me alone. Type of attitude exactly but now he's you know he's kind of stuck with Ellie uh because he he actually just wanted to drop the whole thing but you know Tess pretty much uh said you owe me like you know we there she said uh, you know there's enough here that you have to feel some obligation to me it
1: was her dying wish
0: basically right basically yeah like that's that's the thing like so uh yeah she she basically and Joel and Joel's like fine you know, there was something here. I will go ahead and continue this, continue this crusade for you. So, uh, Bill's Town, Joel, he wants to head to Lincoln. That's the actual name of the town. It's not actually called Bill's Town, <laughs> but uh, he heads to Lincoln to see a friend, which is Bill, uh, to see if he can get a car because they, uh, turns out they need to go west, right? It's some the, the facility that they need is somewhere out west. Um, actually they're not even heading to the facility where the place they're heading to is to Tommy's place. They like, that's, that's what Tess wanted Joel to do. Take the girl to Tommy because Tommy knows the fireflies and he can get the girl Ellie to the fireflies. So Joel knows where Tommy lives. He needs a car to, to, to push out West. So the thing about Bill though Uh, You know, he lives in the town of Lincoln. I'm not sure if he lived there before, but this is his town now. Uh, Town of Lincoln is pretty much, there's no other humans living there. It's just Bill. And Bill is very paranoid. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
1: to say the least.
0: Yeah, so uh, the thing that Bill does is he keeps a pretty, um, he keeps control of the area. At least a certain part of the area. He actually uses the infected as a defense. You know, he leaves them in certain areas to deter people from coming into town. And he's also uh, set a bunch of traps. So, you know, in terms of gameplay, I think we're seeing more tutorial here, a little bit more. And this is like kind of like the little last bit you get of the handholding holding the tutorial because it does open up quite a bit after this. Ooh. But, you know, you, you learn about traps. You learn how to disarm them. You can only really uh, blow them up or avoid them if possible. Uh, so yeah, uh, but you do learn about that. You do get, um, some new weapons though. You get your first silenced weapon, silenced range weapon, which is the bow. And I gotta be honest. I don't think I use the bow until much later in the game because the bow, when you first get it, man, it's unless the enemy is standing almost perfectly still, it's really tough to 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 kill them with it at least that was in my, in my yeah in my it's opinion. a little like clunky it, it doesn't have much range uh, it it takes a while for you to you know load the next bow until you upgrade it a little bit uh, the next arrow sorry to up until you upgrade it a little bit so I wasn't a big fan of the bow and I didn't use it until much later uh, you know which is good because that means the game gives you options just because like they give you a tool doesn't mean you have to use it so you can kind of play it your way yeah and you also you also find out that you can upgrade your melee weapons. Like I think he took like a pair of scissors and put it on. I can't remember if he put it on a pipe or something. Uh, on
1: a you could put it on a pipe. You could put it on a bat. You can put it on. Like you can upgrade any weapon with the scissors, and it gives right. it a couple more hits, along with making it stronger uh, throughout the entirety well, I, of its use.
0: Well, I think the important thing is that it's a one hit kill. Like at least at least for the first or second hit, you can actually upgrade that as well. You can make you can use your upgrade the upgrade system to make it so that your upgraded weapons are stronger. So, uh, you know every weapon has durability, and you see like these little bars on the weapon. So every time you hit something with it, it takes away its durability. But you get these other bars underneath that, and those bars, that means if you hit somebody with them while you have these bars you will get a one-hit kill, which is very important in how you approach situations, in my opinion. Yeah, super, super uh, useful. Absolutely. And then you also find your first technical guide, which is another way to upgrade your tools. Like, um, I forget what the actual first technical guide is, but the technical guides allow you to, if you have explosives, maybe the explosive is stronger, or maybe the effect of something stronger or maybe like the effect of i think it, i think it was actually the med kit uh tactical guide where once you get it now you heal more with the med kits
1: but it would yeah but it would upgrade something and it was
0: just a fast upgrade exactly it was permanent across the board you didn't have so anything you just had to find them so you know you make your way through Bellstown, town like i said it's filled with traps it's filled with infected most, for the most said it's still kind of like a tutorial area right it's not very challenging but there is a moment when, in my opinion, where the game really takes off. And that's when you actually, you accidentally fall into one of Bill's traps. So you don't fall into it. You open the door and it has a trap. It basically yanks you up in the air, upside down.
1: Yeah. And it's yeah. really, it really, you, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it really messes you up because you're upside down. Like, and you're trying to aim and, you're, I can't think of the word that
0: sucks, but it's intense. It, it, I would say it's a bit intense because so when you activate the trap, it's loud and it, it attracts infected. So Ellie's trying to free you, but infected are coming at you, so you have to shoot these infected while you're upside down. Uh, and during this part specifically, there is no HUD, so it's just you and, and shooting. So it definitely, and plus the music, it makes it more intense. You also have to protect Ellie while this is going on uh so that's pretty tough like the entire i think the the whole scene was done very well you yeah. know it it it's one of the things about this game like i mean i guess the the constant the ongoing point that you're gonna hear about the last of us is 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 that the gameplay is driven is cinematic driven right, and they don't take control out of the player's hand you know it was all something like that would be like in a cinematic almost. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: but instead it it was here and it gives you a constant sense of fear and they do the game well because the reason you have no HUD or I don't know if it's the reason but I'm pretty sure your ammo is unlimited at that at that point so that you can't get stuck by not coming in
0: to that part of the game with not enough ammo, you know what I mean? Probably. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a developer trick for that as well, but I I Anytime they reduce the HUD, it, it just adds to the immersion of the game. You know, thank you, Gears of War. They're like one of the first games to really, to really work with the no HUD elements. Um, it so just yeah, makes that was intense. You lose the tools you had, and so
1: it, it kind of it kind of pushes fear because you're like, where's like what do I have? Like I was thinking that whole time, how many bullets do I have?
0: Right. There was that. Plus not to mention like you're still early in the game and shooting really sucks early in the game. It it sucks bad. So you are, you know, you're upside down. Like Bob said, you know, po- like after the fact we kind of realized that, okay, you probably have unlimited bullets. But while it's actually happening, you're like, you know, am I gonna run out of bullets? And on top of that, you know, regular enemies, you're they're not that bad. Like the regular the runners. You know, they aren't that hard to shoot in the face and knock down. And even if they get to you, you can push them back and still shoot them. However, if a clicker gets to you, you're dead. And a clicker, like you can't just shoot them in the head and they're done. You have to shoot, I think, at least twice in the head. With And that doesn't seem like a big with deal. With the early weapons. Later on with, with the early weapons and different weapons, up- you can do it. Yeah, with upgrades a little later, it becomes way easier because you can reduce the weapon sway and things like that. But right now, it fucking sucks, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, that was just, a, I think that was just really a really good scene. But after Ellie does manage to cut you down, uh, you almost die anyway because I click, I get see. but that's when Bill shows up and he uh, he helps you out. And, you know, you run away with Bill and you guys make it to safety. But then when you make it to safety, Bill, like, he's, you know, Bill's back in. He's paranoid, right? So the first thing he does, he doesn't know Ellie. He handcuffs her to, like, a pipe. And he, uh, you know, he's inspecting Joel. He makes him get on his knees. He's like, how are you (laughs) infected? you got any things sprout out of you or something like that? And while he's doing that, Ellie uh, breaks, like, she's able to break the pipe off the wall and hit him in the arm.
2: Man, that was close. Uh... Thanks for the heroics and all. Ah, uh, Ellie. Hey, what are you. Joel? Bill! What are you doing? Bill! Turn
3: around and get
4: on your knees. Just calm down a second.
3: Turn around and right. get on your knees. Don't test me. Just take it easy. Any bites? Oh, anything sprouting? Oh, God damn it, I'm clean! I see so much as a. Truck. <laughs> Ow! Stop! Son of a bitch! You done? Am I done? You come into my house, you set off all my traps, you damn near break my shooting arm. I mean, who the fuck is this punk and what's she doing here?
2: I am none of your goddamn business, and we're here because you owe Joel some favors, and oh. you can start by taking these off.
3: I owe Joel some favors. Is some kind of joke.
1: <laughs> well, and this is a, an extremely tense point. That was the word I was looking for earlier for Tense, okay, yeah, yeah. Very tense. Uh, but. You're like, oh my god! Don't check Ellie because she has been been bit. And then, are you gonna have to fight Bill because he's gonna try to kill her? Are you gonna try to explain it? Like, it, it's like, no, don't look
0: at her. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point because if he would have inspected her first, he might have seen the bite and he might have just killed her because he clearly doesn't like Ellie. Well, one, he doesn't like her because he doesn't know her. <laughs> Two, he doesn't like her because she like almost broke his arm, <laughs> you know, uh, with the pipe. She he does not like the girl. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh and i think another thing that that's that's not really helping the situation that bill is a big guy and ellie keeps making fat jokes so (laughs) i am i am sure that is not helping the situation so
1: it was great interactions with them and him telling her not to steal anything and she's just like touching everything and he's like stop and then this is where uh, also where ellie first tries to get a gun and joel says not a chance
0: yeah like that comes a, that does come a little bit later um like because they have to go to the stash house but the reason they have to go to the stash house is because joel tells bill that he needs a car and bill's like my favors like whatever favors are owe you are not worth that much and joel's like yes they are i'll come to the chase i need a car well, it is a joke. Joel
3: needs a car. Well, if I had one that works, which I sure as hell don't, who makes you think I'd just give it to you? Huh? Yes, yeah, sure, Joel, go ahead. Take my car. Take all my food, too, while you're at it.
2: By the looks of it, you could lose some of that food.
3: Listen to me, you little shit.
2: No, fuck you! You handcuff me! I need
3: you to shut up. Alright? Whatever favors you think I owe you ain't worth that much.
4: Actually, Bill, they are.
3: A couple of days from
4: now, we'll probably be dead anyway.
3: Good. Follow me. Whole goddamn town's booby trapped. best stay right on my ass.
2: Can't miss it.
0: Knock it off. Apparently, like they don't really get into what Joel did for Bill. Not at least not in the game. Uh maybe there's some lore that I might have missed, but yeah. it doesn't feel like they get into it in the game.
1: I think they leave it up to your interpretation. Just like just like uh, Joel's
0: his- history with Tess, you know? Right, I- exactly. So, Bill says he doesn't have a working car. He only has parts. And in order to get the parts, they have to go to the other side of town, which Bill has not cleared. Like, he does not go to that part of town. He doesn't manage it the way he does this part of town. And it has, you know, a lot of infected over there. So, it's a risk just going over there, period. So, before they go to that part of town, they have to gear up. And that's where, you know, what Bob was talking about, where, uh, they go to Bill's stash house to gear up on the other side. And that, those interactions were funny because she's like touching his record collection. He's like, Hey, <laughs> don't touch, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Bill, you know, Joel, not Joel, sorry. Bill does ask about Tess, but Joel doesn't really get into what happened to Tess. He's like, Hey, you guys were inseparable. He's like, what's wrong? Turbo in paradise. And Bill, Joel's just like, yeah, something like that completely um,
1: sidesteps the whole thing. When, He probably could have just told him she died, and Bill probably would have shut up about a lot of shit, you know, and been a lot more compliant,
0: possibly. Probably, yeah. So, you know, at the stash house where they're loading up, Bill was actually pushing for Joel to leave Ellie. You know, he's saying that, and Joel says it was Tess's idea, and Bill says, well, I guess she wasn't as smart as I thought she was, you know. (laughs) And uh, he tells Joel a story about how he had a partner that he had to look after. And then he says he realized that he was better off by himself and that babysitting Ellie was going to get Joel killed.
3: Seriously, you gotta take that kid back to where you found her. I can't just take her back. Then send her packing, let her find her own way. But let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, I had somebody that I cared about. a partner, somebody I had to look after. And in this world, that sort of shit's good for one thing getting you killed so you know what it did why is the fuck up and i realized it's got to be just me bill it ain't like that it's bullshit it is just like that you keep babysitting long enough and eventually it's gonna blow up in bill, your face can we please just get on with it
0: now the thing about the partner was interesting because you do find out that it's not really true that like what he what he said here you know yeah. if he would have just said that you know that's pretty basic stuff. Like, okay, I can I can understand you know what they're saying uh, here, but uh, no, that's actually not very true. But the thing, and I don't know, maybe it was just the headspace that I was in in 2013. I didn't even connect the dots that Bill was gay. I never connected those dots. And now after playing through the game, I'm like, how did I not know that this man, <laughs> this guy, was gay?
1: Well, I was actually thinking that too. Okay, so. They do it like, and you don't connect it at all when they're first talking, but then, when you find him and you find the note, you realize, oh, Bill was gay, and this was his partner, okay, partner, I get it, but in twenty thirteen this was probably pretty controversial, like that's what I thought when i when I watched it, but like now, I see it you know a lot in shows games, you know but it was probably pretty controversial in 2013 to put a gay person in a game so they do it very skillfully and nonchalantly without uh without hammering it down oh bills gay bills gay bills gay bills gay you know what i mean right
0: well they they i would say it's normalized right like it's not an event it's not a special thing it's just that's just the way it is you know yeah um, and, it, and even they even
1: don't try and Make it all about that. It's just, you know, part of the story, right. just like would have been his wife or his girlfriend, you know?
0: Yeah, it's not that Bill is a gay character. It's that Bill is a, char- is a paranoid character and he's also gay. Like that's, yep. you know, kind of how they handle it. But even when they first talked, instead of saying partner, he said, originally, he said, I had, you know, I had somebody I cared about. And then he changed it to partner mm-hmm. after that. Uh, so, uh, that's why I was just like, I was thinking to myself, it's like, how did I not put it together that Bill's got, especially like, and we're going to get into it in a few minutes about another element of that. Uh, but it's just like, what the fuck was I doing that? I didn't put, that, <laughs> put, put that information, uh, together. Oh uh, yeah. But while you're in the stash house, you get some new weapons, you get the shotgun, you get the nail bombs, uh, which are so useful. Uh, and then you also get uh, a tool to upgrade your weapons further. So when you like, you know, stop at a, at a um a workbench or something like that.
1: Yeah, and there's now, like a few of those tools throughout. I was always afraid I was going to miss one
0: because yeah, they give like you got,
1: your next set of like weapon upgrades, and was always afraid I was going to miss one of those. So it made me check every nook and cranny, right? The entire well, game. that's
0: the thing. if you explore a bit. Which the areas aren't that large, but if you explore a bit, you will find them all. So So at this point, this is the point of The Last of Us, right when you're leaving the stash house. That in my opinion, the game has started. The game, the, the tutorials are over. You're on you're not yeah, you're kinda on your own at this point. No more handouts, like the game has started. Because uh the game just opens up so much, right? Until this point the game was very linear. There's really only one path here. You go this way, you go that way, that's it. Now you have an objective like, you know, somewhere on the other side of this map, right? Yep. And you have a lot of different paths, a lot of different options to get to your objective, right? And do different you... weapons now
1: do you you know group a bunch of them up and then use a nail bomb you know you you can kind of plan your route and it's a you know now it's more of a puzzle
0: right yeah cuz like for uh, I'll use the nail bomb as an example too you can throw it at them or you can set a trap cuz you know they're going to walk past it again mm-hmm. you know uh you don't have to be as afraid to take fights with clickers now because you have the shotgun you can blow their heads off in one shot if you can aim uh you know do you go through this fence and then go through this garage, or do you cut through the house, or do you cut through the yard? Like, you have all these different options, and the game is just much, in my opinion, just much more fun to play now because you know it, it you know, I can't remember where I heard it or when I heard it, but a while ago, I heard Miyamoto talk about them making Mario Brothers, and he said, You don't start with world one, one, you start with world one, two. And work your way backwards. And that way you can teach the player everything they need to know to do the next world, right? Okay. So you start with what the game you start with what you what you want the game to be, and then get the and then you know, you make levels in front of that that get the player to that point. And I wanna say, I mean, I actually don't know how much playtime I spent in, in this game. I think it was only about like 10, maybe 12 hours. So you're at this point, I think you're like three hours into the game. Maybe four, and you're getting to this point where the game is really opening up, and it becomes way more enjoyable. You know, because you can you can do stuff where, sure, you fight off all the enemies if you want to, especially with the shotgun. But then again, you will run low on ammo, so there's always that worry. It's it's, that's not necessarily it's a possibility, but doesn't mean it's one of the better possibilities to take. Or there were sections that I just completely stealth past everybody, no fighting at all. No, uh, you know, I didn't grab any runners and suffocate them or anything like that. I just made it past the enemies. And yeah, like I really enjoyed that, you know. and um, actually, I was like, because <laughs> I, I think I said it before, but I don't remember the gameplay so fondly of this game, right? I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. So whenever I see a stealth game, unfortunately, I compare it to that. And The Last of Us is ultimately a stealth game. It is. Like in terms of gameplay, it is a stealth game. And I always compared that at its core. But now I'm like, it's, I remember it it feels better to play. And honestly, I think a lot of that has to do with the better frame rate and graphics, more so the frame rate though, because shooting under stress at 30 frames per second. And especially if the frames aren't steady, it's not just 30 frames per second. It's an unsteady, 30 fps so the game can drop anywhere like you know down to 20 frames at some point shooting in those environments or doing like you know stuff those environments will hamper your experience with the game itself but playing on the ps4 pro solid 60 frames per second i think it just made the gameplay experience better for me
1: yeah and see i can't speak to that because i had never played it on the ps3
0: yeah, that was the thing. Not to mention the P. My PS3 was howling playing this game, howling because the fans were just running so hot. Because this is one of the in terms of like graphics and things like that and performance, this is probably one of the hardest games for the PS3 to run. It was you know? really pushing it, and
1: it came towards the end of the PS3 cycle, life right? yes yeah.
0: So the, just imagine, I had a early PS3, not one of the newer ones, like where they made it like a uh where they made them smaller and stuff like that i had one of the early ps3s yeah, uh, the, the big old
1: clunkers that sometimes melted in the early early days of the, the uh, playstation 3
0: right so yeah like it, it was like i said it was howling dude like <laughs> <when I> was <laughs> that was a loud day. that was a loud console yeah so i had to turn my you know, my speakers up <laughs> and I use a sound bar. I had to turn it up just to get over the uh, the howling. And imagine that like the tense moments weren't as tense as they should have been when you're trying to sneak around here. Ooh, like that's what you hear the whole time. It's, it's not all that tense. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. You, so you, what you're actually trying to do at this point, you're trying to make it to a high school. And the reason why you're trying to make it to the high school is because uh, there was apparently a military convoy that came through. They got attacked by infected and it crashed, and the the truck crashed the high school. So Bill's idea is that, hey, we go to the truck, we take out the parts, and we get a car that works. However, when you get to the high school, that car has been picked clean. And it's like, oh shit, like there's nothing here. And on top of that, you're being chased by infected right now. You got a horde behind you. So you got to make it through the high school, just in terms of escaping. But that's when you come across... The bloater is your first encounter with the bloater. And what the bloater is, it's a big tank. I would, I would call it the tank of the infected, right? Yeah, Uh, And scary. Yeah. So basically what it does, like it's most of its body is hardened. So essentially it has armor, right? Uh, there are some soft parts where it will pull off like this, this ball. And if it throws at you, basically it's, it's like a spore bomb. It throws spore bombs at you. And if it gets to you, it will literally rip your head off. Yeah, yeah it's a
1: one-shot, one-kill if he catches you. So there's multiple mechanics to this one now.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you when, when you're shooting at him, you do have to shoot uh, at the spore areas. That's how you end up hurting it. But it does take a lot of bullets. And, um, you know, it is an interesting fight. The thing is, I do feel like they were underused. I feel like the bloaters were underused, and obviously we're getting into later in the game here, because this is the only time where you have to fight the bloater. Almost every other time, you can either sneak past them, or there's an easy way to get rid of them. So um, I think the only other time I had to actually engage a bloater in the game, like where I actually had to do something to it, I threw a a Molotov cocktail at it and it that's what
1: I yeah that's that's what i use normally against him but oh the second bloater i think it's the second bloater you run into i had all kinds of problems with that i had to replay it over and over and i didn't even know really? i found out later you could skip him but i ended up killing
0: him and it was is, just is, is this in the university yeah in the basement oh uh, yeah okay so yeah we'll get to that um but yeah so Yeah, the first bloater is the only one I didn't have trouble with it, but I did have to fight it. The second one I came across, I can't remember if it was before the one in the university or after, but the second one I actually had to engage. Like I just used the Molly. I hit him with the Molly, and when he burns, he stands still. So he's pretty much out of the fight and he burns alive, and that's that. So I'm not asking for the game to be harder. I just kind of wish maybe that wasn't as effective because I have tons of mollies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I, I have tons of, like, especially by the time you get to them, you have tons of supplies. And I kind of wish that it was a bit like, be how having a bloater around was actually a big deal because that's what they kind of made it out to be. But it's not really a big deal when they're around because you can, you know, like I said, you can molly them and set them on fire or you can just get around them because they also, they're like the clickers. They can't see, they can't see you. So you can they can be like right in front of you, and you can stealth around them. I guess I know? never
1: realized that they always scared the shit out of me so much that oftentimes didn't take in, you know, what was going on. I was just like ah, that I'd kind of freak out a little bit till they were dead. Like I I killed
0: them all. Oh yeah, I killed two, and the rest of them were just there. Like that was it. That's you know? that's funny. Well, maybe it was better for me because I was terrified of them as soon as a, like yes, I, I think so. And this is also a result of my second playthrough. This is my second time playing the game. Ah, so. uh, true.
1: Yeah. Well, it, I guess they didn't terrify me the the second time as as much, but I think I was, I think I was traumatized by that first school scene because. You're just not expecting the spore bombs, and you try to run around and get ammo, and then you're trying to turn. Where's he at now? Like, there's no, you know, map or compass to show you where he's at. You're just, like, looking around. You're like, where's he at? Where's he at? And, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely cool. freaky for me.
0: I will say, The funny thing about my second playthrough is there's so much of this game that I forgot. Like, I forgot the blo- the bloaters even existed. I forgot that they existed until he walked around the corner. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. These guys. And then, like, I forgot how to kill him, and he killed me the first time. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, they're the stuff of nightmares for me. Yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, I, I, I wish they would have used the bloaters a bit better, but, you know, once you do get through that fight, to make it out of high school, you get chased by a horde of infected into a house, and, you know, Joel's like, well, what do we do now? And Bill's like, there that was it that was plan b through z that was everything like you know uh and they start arguing and they realize there's a dead body hanging in the room
2: so that worked out well okay uh i'll go check out this side of the house
3: bill somebody had the same idea they stole my shit well then what the hell is plan b you ought to be thankful you're still drawing breath that was plan a b c all the way to fucking z and furthermore, tell Tess that she could take Don't this you job. Don't Tess, you to shove, shove it right up. up nothing her tw- to do it! With- oh,
4: Jesus. What,
3: well, you know this guy or something? Frank. Who the hell's Frank? He was my partner. He's the only idiot that would wear a shirt like that. He's got bites here,
4: and he- I reckon he didn't want to turn, so he... Yeah, I guess not.
3: Well, fuck him.
2: Look what I found. Got some
3: juice in it. That's my battery. That fucking <laughs> asshole.
0: Yeah. So they realize a dead body in the room, and Joel's like, "Okay." And then you know he could, you could tell by Bill's reaction that this just isn't anybody. And Bill says that it was Frank, and Frank was Bill's partner. That's the guy. And yep. Bill was visibly upset. He can you know Frank you can you know he sees that Frank was bit. So Frank obviously went out. Got, uh, got bit and then hung himself so that he wouldn't turn. And, you know, Bill is upset. But I think one of the things that makes it worse is that as you're exploring the house, Frank wrote Bill a letter. And I'm not going to read the whole letter here, but basically he called Frank an asshole, said yep. he was controlling, said he never wanted to leave, and that's why he left. And, you know, he said Frank was right about it being dangerous because he got bit. But he said, it's still the better than being with you. That's the letter that he gave. It was harsh. To, right. It, it was harsh. And here's the, my thing, right? Joel gave the letter to Bill. He did not have to do that. He did no, not have to didn't. give the letter to Bill. Which I'm like, uh, me personally, I'll just be like, I'm just going to leave that here. If Bill finds it on his own, Whatever. But I wouldn't have given it to Bill because Bill was obviously, he was clearly upset, but Joel gave it to him anyway. So now, Bill, I mean, I think this is kind of, this puts Bill in different, like, you know, he doesn't just turn, right? He's still upset because he loved Frank, obviously. Uh, he had feelings for Frank. Uh, Frank died, so he's upset about that. But then he also finds out that Frank hated his fucking guts, you know? And also that Frank stole stuff from him. So, Bill probably, and this is speculation, but Bill probably said something about the military truck. Frank's like, this is my opportunity to get out of here. Bill wouldn't go with him. Frank leaves on his own to get the stuff out of the the military truck, gets bit along, you know, in the process. And he also stole a bunch of guns and stuff like that from Bill. So, yeah, like, Bill is in a bad place right now, in my opinion. Like, he, you know, fucking... Joel and Ellie come in there, they set off all of his traps, they cause all this trouble, they make him go across the town, and only to find out that his, uh, his partner is, uh, is dead, bit him, and his partner hates his guts. Yeah, well, and to play devil's advocate to that,
1: I, 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 I tend to agree with you that I probably wouldn't have given the letter to Bill, but maybe the reasoning is, is maybe this will help Bill in relationships in the future. You know, to be a little more what relationships, Bob? <laughs> it's the end of the world. I don't know. There's, I mean, there's still people. I mean, he could find somebody else, and so, but
0: he's not. He's not he's going not even gonna to leave the, he's not
1: gonna leave the town. He's not going to leave the town. Exactly.
0: It's the exact reason that Frank left him because he wouldn't leave. He wouldn't go anywhere, and he was too controlling. You know. <laughs> It's over for Bill. Like, I know you, you're a romantic, Bob. You had normal <laughs> human emotions, and I'm just like, no, it's over for this guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, it could help him grow in the future, but if he's never going to leave, it's uh, it's not going to
0: help him grow. Bob, the ever hopeful. <laughs> I'm like, nope, that, that's it. So I don't even know if he's going to take the proper lessons. Maybe in private, Bill will take the proper lessons. from He reflects on it a little bit, but... Certainly not in, in, in public. So, you know, like I said, we're going to talk about that in a, in, a, in a minute here. But also in the house was a car. And the car runs well, to a degree. The the, it has a battery, but the battery cells are drained. But it does have a battery and it will run. So they're like, okay, well, we just need to push the car and we can get it started. So that's what happens next. You push the car out of the garage. Obviously, you're going to be fighting off infected because it's making noise. And once you get the car running, the truck running, I should say, the drive off. And so, well, you know, hold Bill on, gets though. out.
1: We should. For all the kids out there that might not even know what popping a clutch is. <laughs> so, you <laughs> know, Bob, you know, those old cars that you move the stick, the stick shift. Did you have to go first to second to third? Those have a clutch and you can actually start those those cars by pushing them down a a hill, and that's charging your altern, your all your alternator, which is giving juice to the battery, and you're able to pop the clutch. And I can't really explain how to do it, but you're turning the key while while letting off the clutch and giving it gas. It's a whole it's a whole thing, but it's definitely it's definitely something that takes skill and you don't just know how to do it. It's it's something you have to be taught and It's something I did a lot with cars early on in my life. So I thought this was interesting because some people might not even understand what's going on.
0: Right. This is this is very true. So but Ellie knew how to pop a clutch. Somehow, yeah. They don't say (laughs) how. She just says, Yeah, I know how to do this. Well, the thing about Ellie, I mean, and you know, the the game kind of talks about this a little later, but she was in military school uh So maybe I don't know. It, 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 she probably knows. She probably knows a lot more about survival and life, especially in that era, than a yeah, lot of people she's would. never she was lived. in a military school. Well, and she's she's never lived
1: in a time where the infected didn't exist. It's twenty years
0: later, and she's what fourteen. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that, like, we can we can attribute to to that. But uh, yeah, so Bill does get out of the car before he leaves the town because it is his town. Still doesn't like Ellie. She he says she almost got them killed and he jokes about them not making it. But he's dead serious. He does not think they're gonna make it. And Joel actually tries to comfort Bill before, you know, before he leaves. He talks about Frank and he says, Hey man, I know that's really rough and I'm really sorry to hear about that. And Bill says, Are we square? And he's like, Yeah, he's like, Well, get the fuck out of my town. Bill doesn't want to have anything to do with him now. He doesn't want to
1: have any conversation. But also I wanted to go back. It's a really cool scene where you're Trying to pop the the clutch cause you're pushing the car infected right. or coming out, you have to stop pushing the car, kill the infected, push the car uh, again. Ellie screws up popping the clutch a handful of times before she actually gets it going, and so it's a really cool
0: fun uh a fun scene to play out it is, and once again. This game is cinematic driven, like, you know, yep. like it is like the way they, they handle the scene, uh, you know, with the with, with you know, you, you're it's just a point of view you have, right? You're third person behind Joel and you see yourself pushing the car, but out of the corners of your eyes and like the, the camera does pan a little bit every time a group of infected comes out, but just a little bit and the camera pans and you can see the infected coming and yeah, no, it's a great moment. It's a, it's, a, it's a fun moment. It can be tense, but I got to be honest. For me, a lot of it, even when I play it the first time, once you give me certain weapons, the tense aspects of the game kind of go away. If I know I can blow this thing's head off if it gets close to me, I'm not worried about it too much. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. This I is think,
1: like, you know. I think my tension dropped a whole bunch once I got the upgrade to where if a clicker grabbed you, you could shiv it, you could use a shiv instead of it just insta killing you that was one of the times that i had something similar happen to me where the tension dropped because i felt more comfortable
0: right in this playthrough i never got that upgrade if a clicker got me i just let him kill me i'll restart the (laughs) the, the, the part oh really you know yeah i'll just let it i'll just let it go i was like ah fuck it like i deserve to die i shouldn't have learned the clicker (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah so now we're moving on to pittsburgh And Pittsburgh, I don't know. Well, I know what it was about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was the part of the game that I disliked the most. Like, I did not like Pittsburgh. um, Not from a gameplay perspective, from a, from a, like, I just, I maybe because I was tense the entire time in Pittsburgh. Maybe that's why. I was tense the entire time in Pittsburgh and I didn't like the way it made me feel the first time. The second time, I mean, probably because I knew what I, you know, what I was getting into, and I was expecting that heightened sense of tension, but it just never got there again for me in terms of Pittsburgh. So it actually let me absorb Pittsburgh more because I wasn't as tense about it. And there's one specific moment in Pittsburgh that I was worried about, and we'll get to it. But all right, cool. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm curious. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, you're driving, you're driving uh, west, and, uh, you know, this is another part of the game where Joel and Ellie, uh, you know, they get to have some conversation time here. Actually, one thing I forgot to mention about, like, that house, that final house you're in, is that Joel is actually, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Joel is surprisingly supportive of Ellie. Actually, yeah. almost through the, entire, through the entire time in Billstown. You know, when he gets to the car, he tells her, "Hey, I just wanted to let you know you did really well back there." You know, and yeah, that's what he tells her. So, starting to open up a little bit. That's what it feels like, but he's a he's a fucking yo yo. We'll get to it. <laughs> uh, he's an emotional yo yo. Uh, <laughs> <He> definitely is. <laughs> however, uh, you know, in the car, you know. He, you know, Ellie's, like, reading a book, and he's like, where'd you get that? And apparently she stole it from Bill's place. So she stole a couple things from Bill's place. She stole, like, a (laughs) Savage Starlight comic book, which that's a collectible in the game, and you can pick those up. And she also stole, like, a music tape that they're listening to. But she also stole, like, a nudie mag. And this is the third part, right? This is how – how how did you not see this before And realize Bill was gay? How did I not put it to – how did I not put together that Bill was gay? Because it wasn't like they didn't they didn't show anything from the mag, but she's like, "Yo, it's 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 a it's a nudie magazine, it's a bunch of guys," and she's <laughs> like, "Man, how does he walk with that thing?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's, like, really, well, I it's I really have no funny. idea what I was doing, and I would say maybe in my defense, it was because between chapters, right? Like between uh, like especially in cutscenes and stuff like that, I was writing notes for my review, so maybe that's why. And this time man, I really man. wasn't, you know, but yeah, it was just like, how did I not put that shit together? Like Bill's gay. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, but man. that's how like, that was the nail in the coffin for me. But, uh, yeah, it's funny. Cause with the, with the nudie magazine, like Joel's like, ah, it's not for kids. And she jokes about, uh, the pages being stuck together. Right. <laughs> yeah. So she joked said, it me, you know, oh. and, um, and Joel's not having Joel's, any
1: part of explaining that.
0: Exactly. So, uh, you know, Joel suggests she get some sleep. She says she's not tired, but then she immediately goes to sleep. But, you know, as they're coming toward Pittsburgh, they come to a roadblock. And Joel is hesitant to go into the city. And I think he knows what ha- – like, he knows about Pittsburgh, I think. Oh, no, no, no. Well, oh, perfect.
4: No, oh, what. Uh...
2: Screw it. Easy. Please! Holy shit. Help. Are we going to help him?
4: Put your seatbelt on, Ellie. Well,
2: what about the guy?
4: He ain't
0: even hurt. Hello, <laughs> It feels like he knows about Pittsburgh. He's hesitant to go into the city, but he decides to go into the city anyway. And on the road, like as they're going into the city, there's somebody who looks like they're hurt. They're running. They're not running to a car. They're walking toward the car, limping toward the car. And they're like, Hey, help me. And Ellie's like, Oh, we're going to help this person. And Joel doesn't buy it for a minute. He's like, put your seatbelt on. And she's like, are we going to help him? He's like, they're not even hurt. He just drives forward. Yep. (laughs) You know, And then, of course, that guy pulls out a gun and starts shooting. Yeah, like it was basically it was an ambush. Like they were trying, like a group of people were trying to ambush them. And uh, as he's driving through, they they actually roll a bus into the truck, and the truck goes out of control and crashes into a uh, like a a convenience
1: store. store or something.
0: And I think the music that I was playing. So basically they set that up so well because they gave him the music tape a while back. Right. But the music is playing since the, since the moment he got the tape on there in the car through now. And when he hits the gas, the music turns up and now you have this song playing as he's like barreling through. It just really fit the moment very well. So once again, cinematic driven gameplay, um, <laughs> Even though that, even though technically speaking, that was an actual cinematic. So maybe that won't, that won't count. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So this is, uh, you know, this is where you first come into contact with the hunters, right? And, you know, as you're in Pittsburgh, you find out more about the hunters. And I think you also find out about the hunters in the multiplayer as well and the factions multiplayer because it's 2013. Everything has to have multiplayer. So, uh, it looks like, what happened in Pittsburgh is that the Fireflies, and we talked about this, I think, in the other episodes, that the Fireflies try to push FEDRA out, and they tried to inspire the citizens to help them push FEDRA out. And so the Fireflies started a revolution in the city with the help of the civilians, and they ended up pushing FEDRA out. Actually, more than pushing him out, because there's a lot of dead FEDRA soldiers in the area. Everywhere. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Like, there's a a lot of documents you could pick up with letters from Fedra soldiers talking about they just killed my unit and I'm trying to hide out and you know stuff like that. So they didn't just push them out like they were finding them in the city and killing them. And so it looks like after they successfully got Fedra out, uh, what the Fireflies wanted was for the civilians of Pittsburgh to help free other places. And basically, they they wanted to turn them into Fireflies. Say, hey, you guys can become Fireflies. But the citizens of Pittsburgh, they, they weren't having it. The people in that quarantine zone, I should say, they weren't having it. They did not want to help free other cities or other quarantine zones. They did not want to take orders from the fireflies. So what the hun- what they did at that point is they actually hunted down the fireflies and killed them. And yep. that's how you get the hunters. You know, the hunters were are basically the people from the Pittsburgh quarantine zone. However, I mean the thing about the hunters is that, you know, I don't think you saw a single female hunter. You didn't. The only women you find in the quarant in, in the quarantine zone in Pittsburgh are dead or they die quickly. So the hunters with children all children too. Yeah, the hunters all appear to be men, right? So um they you you'll meet somebody else a little later. We're gonna get into it, but um they say you know they don't have children around because survival of the fittest they don't keep kids around so does that mean they also killed the women too you know so what happened after they killed the fireflies because I, I highly doubt it was only men in the the Pittsburgh quarantine zone you know because yeah. right now there is it's only men in the Pittsburgh quarantine zone at least that we see it could be that's true know, that you is very know, true there yeah. could
1: be some somewhere else they could be kept as slaves they could be you know Kept. But another thing, like after that first conf, uh, confrontation with the hunters, after you get hit by the bus, you kill them, you get away in a room, you get a hint that these might be cannibals because there's a chopped up human body on the table. And you're like, what the heck is
0: this? I don't know if there's any chopped up human bodies in that room. I'm trying to think because it's definitely you, you run into somebody later on where there's a chopped up human body in the room, but there's a bunch of dead bodies for sure. If the, the reason I wouldn't say they're cannibals is because they have, because they're burning bodies. Like what it looks like what, they're, it looks like, what they're doing is that they catch people coming into the city, they kill them and take their stuff. Uh, and then there's like piles of bodies that were burning, you know, like because Ellie actually walks up to them and she's like, I don't even think these people were infected, you know. So they have a place where they take the bodies, they loot them. And then they discard the body. So I I would say if they were cannibals, I I don't think they would be burning. I swear there was a chopped up body on a table, though. I think you might be thinking about later in the game. I I know
1: there's another time where, yeah, where, you you know, it's like stuff's obvious. But these, you know, it's the same faction. So
0: No, it's a different faction.
1: Huh. We'll have to it's talk a, about yeah. that. We'll have to talk about that later. I don't know. Yeah, I think you might be wrong on that, but we'll hit on that when we get to that.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. I, th- I think the key to remembering is that the hunters do not keep women or children around. So, like, at, at least it doesn't appear they keep women, but they definitely do not keep children around. Definitely, so that's yeah, something to keep in mind. Don't. They definitely do not keep children around. So, yeah, the hunters, like I said, they, they catch people coming into the city, they kill them and take their stuff. That's how they survive. The interesting thing about the hunters, to me, it, or at least what Naughty Dog did, is that if you listen to their dialogue, though, they're more nuanced. It gives them more of a human element. Like, don't get me wrong, they're still terrible people. But then again, like, being in a situation that they're in, you know, I think the, the scales of good and bad kind of change. You yeah,
1: know? well, you get... You see when they're scared and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just faceless stormtroopers coming at you bad, you know, like it's, it's people and some of them might be following orders of a higher power and that's how they survive. You know, there's a whole bunch of layers to that.
0: Exactly. So uh yeah, like you there's even something like internal strife going on. If you listen to some of their conversations, like some of them want to expand. Others like, no, every time we try to expand, it just ends up with a bunch of us dead and you know, so it's not all cut and dry, I want to say. Yep. And so but I mean, they're still bad. I mean, it it is a game of survival. It is them or you. So, yeah, you're you're, you're going to kill them. Um but yeah, so after you your first encounter with the hunters, you see a bridge leading you out of Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a real big bridge in Pittsburgh. I don't know the name of the bridge. I've never been to Pittsburgh. Um, but you're trying to get to this bridge to get out of Pittsburgh, and that's essentially your goal. So you're going through Pittsburgh, obviously taking out hunters or moving past hunters, um, and... You know, you uh, come to a a, ho- not a hospital, but a um, what's the word I'm looking for? A hotel. Sorry, uh, okay. where you're gonna try to cut through. Now, I will say this: the thing about the the hunters uh, is that they, well, first time is your first time. To- it's not your first time dealing with human enemies because you also dealt with the F- fedra in Boston. Those were your first human enemies that you dealt with. But ultimately, like you're not fighting them; you're trying to just stealth past them. Hunters are different because you're actually going to, in sometime, some areas, you actually need to kill them, right? You need to take them out. And this is your, real, your first time combating human opponents. And they are harder because, one, they make better decisions, right? They actually make decisions. They're not running on raw like, instinct. Mm-hmm. So they can be harder to track. Like, so they can stop moving. They can reduce how much sound they're making. So it can be harder for you to see them or you can't see them at all. Or let you can't hear them at all when you're using your listening ability. So you might turn a corner and there's a hunter right there. And because he was standing still, you would have never known, you know, yeah. Well, That's and
1: a, they'll call out to each other. Sometimes if the other one doesn't answer, they'll start to get they'll, on they'll like high out, yeah. alert mode.
0: Yep. Yeah. So they'll also hunt together. Like they'll also work together. Uh, to find you and stuff like that. Like they'll try to flush you out of certain areas, and um, you know, they'll be there's different types. Well, there's also different types of infected, but there's different types of uh, the thing is more different types of humans, right? Like, so, you have your melee guys who have like melee weapons. You have your range guys who use guns, but you you also have uh guys who also throw like molotovs and things like that at you to flush you out of position. Mm-hmm. So dealing with human enemies is more difficult than dealing with the infected.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And it's just yeah. scarier just because of their intelligence compared
0: to the infected. Right. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I also like, you know, when you're in the hotel and actually they they've been doing this, they do this throughout the game, but they do stuff to remind you that Ellie is a kid, right? She's still like a kid. Like she'll do like, make stupid jokes or they'll do a little make-believe stuff like when you get into the hotel she's like at the counter saying i'll take your finest room blah 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 (laughs) you know shit like that just stupid kid shit uh she also makes like these little like noises with her mouth and stuff like that as you're moving around sometimes so they constantly give you this like she's a kid she's a kid and i think this is more important later on when there's an absence of this stuff (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um it, it, it leads to more impact but while you're going through the hotel, you actually end up getting separated uh, from Ellie when you fall down an elevator shaft that you helped her uh, get up. And this is the part that I, i this is my most hated part in the game. This is, this part here, uh, being in the basement, of the flooded basement of the hotel. This is the part I was talking about with the bloater. There, okay, so I'm going to tell you why I didn't see a bloater there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, yes, you're right. There are bloaters in that part. But because this is my second playthrough, I knew what to expect. But my first playthrough, I hated this part with a passion. It felt like it took forever for me to get through it. When Same. in reality, it only took me five minutes
1: this time. It's just a little key card in a desk. And like, I didn't know, like, I cleared everything before actually fighting that stupid key card. And it was, I, I'm usually pretty good at covering all areas and knowing that I've covered all areas, but somehow I missed that middle room where the key card right. was.
0: And this is one of the areas in the game where things happen that are not organically scripted. Like, you know, some things are scripted. Like you go into an area and you see an enemy come from someplace else, you know. Or you um, start the that, generator and that wakes them all up. Well, yeah, that that's like an organic, you know, like scripted event. But in this one, you can go through the entire – so you go, you go through the basement and you come up to a floor like above, right, that's not um, – actually, no, I think the floor still is flooded. But, no, um, I
1: think you're right. I think the, the second floor isn't flooded. The
0: second floor isn't, but the place where the generator is. Yes. Right? But the place where you need the key card is not flooded. You go up there. You can search that entire area. You won't find a single infected. However, as soon as you grab the key card, runners will appear literally behind you you know really like See, i got
1: the key card you... after oh yeah oh you got the key card after you started the uh yeah the first the Woo! first playthrough like i literally had to clear the whole thing and then i was like well i still can't get through the door the generator's on what the heck's going on so i'm just looking around i actually had to go to youtube because i thought okay, i had yeah. checked everything and then i was like i checked that that room there's no way and i went in and it was just a weird way the room was it was like a middle room like a pass-through room but I just somehow missed that.
0: Yeah, you might be mad at how I did it, but I'll I'll tell you because I did it this is how I did it the first time too. So um yeah like so when you grab that key card, runners will so you even skip this part. Runners will literally like spawn behind you. Like they spawn behind you and then they spread out. It's almost like to spook you a little bit. But you know there's like three or four runners that 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 activate. So you actually turn the generator on killed everything in the room and then found the key card okay yep.
1: and then nothing so spawned is- when i when i so it must be the spawn must happen when find when doing either action either the finding the key card or starting the generator
0: no no because like when i start the generator you get way more infected that get oh spawned. really okay so yeah you you missed the entire first scripted event which is fine you didn't miss not you didn't miss <laughs> anything important but um I died so many times trying to do this, right? Trying to like starting the generator and trying to fight off the infected. And like I said, on the PS three, it just felt much harder because of the, the unsteady frames and you know, stuff like that. So what I did to finally fix it, to finally get through it, you grab the key card first. I start the generator and I just cut a path straight book to it. the door. I just book it straight to the door. There, I, there are two ways to get to it. I found the most efficient path straight to the door. While you're running toward the door, you'll see a clicker start to come up and he's going to try to get you, but you can swipe the key card, turn around, push the clicker, and then hit the button to open the door and you don't have to fight anything. Yeah, and, and
1: and 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 that's definitely how it went to the second playthrough, like like. But the first one, I died. I mean, dozens of times because like, it, I would die pretty quick. So I mean, it was a good. I mean, it was probably a good hour of me just dying over and over again and being like, "What am I doing wrong?" Because I just kept thinking, like, uh, like I must have to kill the bloater. And then, like, the bloater just happened to be the guy that had the key card on him or something, you know? like
0: Right, yeah. No, like, that. that's a really tough spot to fight a bloater to because it's, everything's it's, hallways. It's, it's, it's hallways. Yeah,
1: sh- little corridors. And there are parts yeah. you could jump down to the bottom level, and I used a lot of those. And But you tried to fight clickers, runners, and the, the bloater. It's all just, it was, whew, it was a lot. It was rough, yeah. I did end up yeah. finally killing them all i used a lot of maltovs i ended up setting traps with the uh with the, yep, the bombs and like setting them in doorways that i knew that they were going to come uh come through then i'd pull the generator and i was finally able to
0: just wipe the floor with them all <laughs> yeah no i was like fuck that like the second time like i said it, it is literally if you do it the way i did five minutes like you yeah. just get through the whole thing in five minutes so but that was that was the part that I was just not looking forward to. <laughs> so, you know, after you get through that part, uh, you run into some more hunters. You take them out. But then one of the hunters actually ends up uh, catching you off guard and you get saved by Ellie.
2: I shot the hell out of that guy, huh?
0: Hey, yeah, you sure did.
2: Yeah, I feel sick.
4: And you just hang back like I told you to.
2: Well, you're glad I didn't, right?
4: I'm glad I didn't get my head blown off by a goddamn kid.
2: You know what? No. How about, hey, Ellie, I I know it wasn't easy, but it was either him or me. Thanks for saving my ass. You got anything like that for me, Joel?
0: We gotta get going. Lead the way. She actually ends up shooting the hunter for you. But Joel was like not thankful for it. He's just pissed. He's upset that Joel, Ellie did not listen to what he said because he told Ellie to uh, stay away, you know, or to keep going, make her way out. And she meets up with him and saves him. And he is not happy. And she is not happy with Joel's response. Right. And she tries to explain that she wasn't trying to disobey him. She just thought it was either him or the other guy, which that was true. That was the other case. Joel could have died there. But, but he didn't because he saved her. Yeah. This is when you kind of she gets, saved him.
1: Yeah, this is when you kind of get those underlying we're not saying it outright, but you're starting to realize Joel's starting to care about Ellie and her what happens to her.
0: Right. Like he at this point I still think he's more on the side of just getting the job done, right? Like he's just I don't he know, wants man. to get the job done. I think he's starting to care about her and he's really fighting it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I think he just like he just wants the kid. Like, he what he wants is the kid to listen to him, and I not think, get them both killed. That's I think what he, he wants, was I to think.
1: under duress and telling her to run, get away. Like, I think you know it's his most primal response, rather than
0: him thinking about what he wants to say.
1: But I don't know. I could be wrong.
0: Right so yeah after you know shortly after that part then you run into basically a courtyard where there's a bunch of hunters and joel's like he can't make it yeah he realized he can't make it by himself right now
4: i'm gonna jump down there and i'm gonna clear us a path what about me you stay here
2: this is so stupid we'd have more of a fucking chance if you let me help i am
4: you seem to know your way around a gun you reckon you can handle that
2: well, I sort of shot a rifle before, but it was at rats. Rats? With BBs.
4: Well, it's the same basic concept. Lift it up. All right, now, you're going to lean right into that stock, because it is going to kick a hell of a lot more than any BB rifle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go and pull the bolt back. Grab it right there. Just tug it. Here you go. And as soon as you fire... You're going to want to get another round in there quick. Listen to me. If I get into trouble down there, you make every shot count. Yeah.
2: I got this. All right.
4: And just so we're clear about back there, it was either him or me.
0: You're welcome. So he actually teaches Ellie how, now Ellie already knew how to fire a rifle to a degree. Uh, I would say it's probably because of her military school training. And she said she used to fire BBs at like uh, rats and stuff like that. But Joel gives her a rifle and gives her some tips like, look, this is going to kick back way more than a BB. So, you know, just be ready for that. And you make it through that part. And Joel's pretty proud of her. You know, he doesn't really say it. He does apologize to her. Finally, he says, you're right. It was just, it was going to be me or him. Which is kind um, of a thing that Joel does quite often throughout this
1: story. He spe- And I think all, I think many of us can relate to that saying something in a fit of anger uh, or having an argument with somebody and then thinking about it and changing your mind later and coming back and saying, sorry about that. You know, I think we, think we all have been guilty of that at one time or another
0: right yeah so now he actually gives her a smaller gun for her to carry permanently and this is kind of like a bonding moment for them like he's like okay fine i trust you you know i I do trust you so you know things are are getting better but um yeah shortly after that you you, like so while you were in pittsburgh and moving around the city uh you do see this Humvee kind of rolling around. This is like, you know, uh, this is, it has a gun mounted on it and the hunters use this to chase people down and kill them. And so I guess they, they call you they call them tourists, like people who come into the city, they call them tourists. And they were killing most of them, but they knew that they had not gotten you yet. And they were still kind of looking for you. And you come across a part where now the Humvee's on the street. I didn't like this part, mainly because I stealth past all the enemies. Nobody saw me but once you get to a certain part of this engagement everybody knows where you are it's just scripted they know where you are uh they know where to where, where, like you know how to get to you they the truck knows where you are so, cuz it has to be a chase that's why so i don't know if they expected you to be a bit more careless and for the the truck to find you naturally but if the truck if if you are perfectly stealth in this part the truck will find you anyway you know and, you know, now you're being kind of being chased through corridors or through back alleys by this Humvee and you have to escape it. So you find a way up and over, like up a building and you use like fire escapes and stuff like that to get through and the truck can't find you anymore. But um, you go into one window and you're like, you know, there's somebody grabs you, right? Somebody grabs you, tries to to hurt you. Uh, and it's a guy named Henry, right? But he sees Ellie and he's a little stunned and that's when Joel's able to get the upper hand and Joel starts beating the crap out of him, <laughs> you yeah. know? But uh, Joel has to stop because Henry's brother, his little brother, Sam, is pointing a gun at at, at Joel.
5: Man, you hit hard. <laughs> Man, well, I was trying to kill you. Yeah, I thought you were one of them too. Then I saw you. If you haven't noticed, they don't keep kids around. Survival of the fittest. Ugh. You're bleeding. Ah, it's just nothing. I'm Henry. This is Sam. I think I caught your name was Joel. Ellie. How many are with you? They're all dead. Hey, We don't know that. There were a bunch of us. Someone had the brilliant idea of entering the city. look for supplies. Those fuckers, ambushed us. <clears throat> Scattered us. Now it's all about getting out of this shithole.
2: We can help each other. Ellie. Safety and numbers and all that.
5: She's right. We could help each other. We gotta hide out not too far from here. Be safer if we chat there. Alright, take us there.
0: So... You know, once the guns are pointed, that's when people start talking. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. like, you know, we thought, like, you know, Henry thought that he was one of the hunters. But the reason he realized he wasn't a hunter is because he had Ellie with him. And Henry's like, you know, they don't keep kids around here. And Joel also thought that Henry was a hunter, obviously, because they were getting chased down by them. And Joel was uh, uh, kind of reluctant to do anything with them. But Ellie's like, yeah, let's let's work together. We can help each other out. And, you know, they end up uh, basically Henry and Sam take you to their hideout, like where they've been hiding out in the city. So Henry and Sam, I think they came in with a group of other tourists and most of them got killed. uh, They think, which is, I mean, it's probably true. They all probably got killed. uh, But, you know, they were Henry and Sam are headed to this radio tower. That's where everybody was supposed to meet. And there it's a group of people that are trying to get out west to meet up with the fireflies. And, um, at first Joel seems, you know, he, he's like, Oh, I guess a lot of people putting faith in the fireflies these days. And Henry was not having his shit and he's like, Hey, calm down. We're looking for the fireflies too. And that's when Henry <laughs> tells him about the plan to go to the to radio tower. The problem is you got to go across the bridge. The problem with that is that the bridge is heavily guarded, especially throughout the day. So they said the plan is to wait till nighttime. There's a skeleton crew at the bridge and we will take out the skeleton crew, make it across the bridge. That's the plan. Yep. So, yeah. When the when nighttime comes, you guys head down to the bridge, take out the skeleton crew. You're able to get through the the, the gate. Now, though, I will say the one thing about the dealing with that skeleton crew, I think that's the first time I actually put down traps for people because they have a spotlight and the spotlight's going back and forth, and you can turn off the generator for spotlight. But as soon as you turn off the generator, it goes from being three people to seven. Because four people come out out of another building once you turn off the spotlight. So the easiest thing to do was to put traps in places where you knew they were going to walk. And I ended up killing, with just the traps, I want to say I ended up killing like five people. <laughs> you know.
1: I think uh, I don't think I turned off the generator. <clears throat> I think they really, I think they eventually, if you kill them, they just keep, they just keep coming for for a bit. I don't think I ever turned it off. I could
0: be wrong though. Really, yeah, because like I, I killed the guy on the ground. I was able to stealth him. There's only one person on the ground. There's two people where the spotlight is. one has a gun, one controls the spotlight. But when you turn it off, they come down, uh, and then the four other people come down, right? And so you can go through most of that part without actually anybody detecting you to be honest That's,
1: with you i think the way it works for me is i would shoot the person on the spotlight the spotlight would drop uh, and then someone else would come and grab it
0: oh uh, okay so you actually so just went out then yeah
1: yeah there 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 might be multiple routes there might be a brute a brute force route you know and a stealth route yeah
0: I'm pretty what, sure either way when you're trying to make it through the fence uh because it takes a, a little bit to open the Humvee comes through the other side. It comes through from another angle and it sees you trying to escape. And so it chases you for, you know, it, well, you close the fence behind you, but it, it starts to break through the fence and uh, Sam and Henry make it up on top of this truck to go across the bridge. Cause like, you know, there's cars in the way uh, Ellie's up there too. But when Joel tries to get up to the top, the ladder breaks and Henry's like, Hey, I'm sorry, man. like, I I can't stay here and he takes Sam and then you know Ellie's pretty pissed she jumps back down she tells Joel you know we'll go through this together basically she's like I'm not going to leave you Um, and when you know you guys make it through I think there's a couple of hunters in the building next to you you make it through that and uh, the um, Humvee finally breaks through and chases you for a little bit down on the second level of the bridge and you end up you know you the bridge is broken you find out and you end up well. at least the second level the bridge is broken and you end up jumping into a river to save yourselves well this is important i don't think we've talked
1: about this before but yeah. ellie can't swim there's been uh, there's been parts yes. leading up to this point where you're having to swim bring a, a you know it's a mechanic a gameplay mechanic you're having to find a piece of wood usually a pallet uh, and you're pushing it over to her. She's getting on it. And then you're pushing her to another side. Uh, and so she can't swim. She says, let's jump. Joel says, you can't swim. She says, you'll, you'll carry me or you'll keep me up or something to that note. And Joel's like, no. And she's like, Geronimo. And Joel's yeah, like, fuck. she oh, just jumps, yeah. Fuck. And so Joel jumps in behind her. You see him struggle. He gets her up to the top. But then, boom! They hit a rock. Everything goes goes black.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then that, and that. Now, when you wake up, Sam and Henry are there, and Joel is immediately Like, I'm gonna kill these guys because oh, I'm not gonna. He's not gonna kill Sam because Sam is a kid. I, I don't think I mentioned that. Like, I think it's a, that's he was his little brother.
1: You didn't. I almost did, and then I was gonna say it after you finished something, but I totally forgot to follow up with that.
0: Yeah. So Sam is is a kid, and um. You know, Joel's like, You left me to die. And Ellie's like, No, they saved us. They saved us out of the world.
2: Henry! He's awake! Hey, you. We're alive. (laughs) Okay. See?
5: What'd I tell you, huh? He's good. Everything's fine. You know, Sam's the one who spotted you. You guys are taking quite a bit of water. What's
3: wrong with Henry! Get back! Hey, hey,
5: hey. He's pissed, but he's not gonna do anything. You sure about that? Stop! Joel? He left us to die out there. No. You had a good chance of making it, and you did. But coming back for you meant putting him at risk. Stay back. If it was the other way around, would you have come back for us? I saved you.
2: He saved me, too. We would've drowned.
5: It's fine, I'm okay. You know, for what it's worth, I'm really glad we spotted you. Now that radio tower, it's on the other side of this cliff. Okay, place
0: is gonna be full of supplies. You're gonna be really happy you didn't kill me. And what Sam says, like, I, think still, I think he actually punches Sam first, right? He punches Sam,
1: takes Sam's gun that was in his hand, and points it at him.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Sam says, no. He says, no, you had a chance to 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 get away, and that was the best chance. He's like, my priority is my brother. You know, my priority is Sam. And he said, you would have did the same thing in my situation, which is true. Yep, very true. Maybe even less. Maybe even less. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so they come to, you know, to terms with that. And Ellie's like, you know, I think it's good to, have, you know, once Henry and Sam walk away, because Henry is forgiving. He's like, okay, I understand why you're angry. I get it, you know. Um, and as they walk away, Ellie's like, you know, I think they're good to have around. And Joel's like, yeah, I think you're right. So Joel's actually becoming okay with this partnership yep. that they, you know, that they have. So shortly after that, you find a compound where people were living or were surviving. But at this point, no one is alive. And this compound also has some traps, really some noise traps, actually regular traps too. Um, but nobody is alive in this compound. There's a lot of effect in there, but a lot of people did live there. Like as you're walking through the compound, you know, it, they had, uh, they had working yeah. water or they, yeah. Beds, uh, they all kinds water of stuff. beds. They had a school, they had a school for children. Uh they had bathrooms or porta potties, and all this is like sitting right sa- outside of Pittsburgh. So I, I just think it's interesting like Pittsburgh is one of the worst places, apparently, because later on in the game somebody talks about Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm thinking maybe the the people in Pittsburgh or the hunters don't have to come out all that often because they wait for it's a trap. They wait for people to come in and they take their things. So maybe they don't have to go out and explore. And these two groups never really um, ran, ran into each other. Yep. So, because and it looked is, like they
1: were living underground and not going out much either. They were living in that right, complex.
0: Yeah. So the, there was some some documents that you could pick up. Uh, the, a guy named Ike. Apparently he worked. That's where he worked. He worked in that sewer system. So he knows it very well. And he was very confident being down there because he says even if people come down there, he knows the sewer system so well. That he can escape them, right? Right. It's like a maze down there. Um, but he's also the one who apparently built this society. You know, this underground society. But uh, you make it through this uh, facility, and actually, this facility—the end fight—I originally remember having trouble with it, uh, it was because you're, tough. yeah, you're like you're in a room, and there's two entrances, and there's not a lot of space. So from the point, from the time that you can actually see. Infected from the the time that they can get to you is pretty short. But once again, second playthrough, I was actually pretty prepared because I just set traps in places I knew they were gonna run. (laughs) You know, it's
1: real dark and kind of foggy ish, if I remember correctly. It
0: is, it is, yeah. So, yeah, I just and it's funny because once you get to the other side. There's a sign like it's it's basically outside, it's not in a sewer. There's a sign that says do not open this. They're infected inside. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, that would have been nice to know. Yeah. Did you find the document that explained what happened to those people? If I did, I don't exactly remember it. So apparently everything was just going normal, but somebody accidentally left the door open and a horde got in. That's how they that's how the infection the infected got into that place. You know. It's kind so, kind
1: of tells the story that in these types of, you know, Walking Dead does it all the time. Like one little mis- mistake can mean the
0: end of everything. Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly what happened here. So after you get out of the sewer, uh, you come across like a, a suburb, essentially. And there's some stuff to, um, you can scavenge there. But once you get to, like, I guess, the main cul-de-sac, you find out, not to find out, but you you know you're pinned down by a sniper. Somebody's sniping. So apparently the hunters obviously they're still looking for you, and they were in that area first, and they they're pinning you down because this is still the hunters that are that or you're dealing it, with. And I thought
1: it could even be some of their area that they normally monitor.
0: You know, possibly it could be some of their area, but uh yeah. So the snipers pinning you down. You have to use the houses in the neighborhood. You have to move through the houses in the neighborhood to get to where the sniper is. And there's the sniper. But there's also hunters on the ground, too. So, I mean, ultimately, you only have to get to the sniper. So if you're stealthy enough, you could get all the way around. But I ended up taking out everybody on the ground first, to be honest with you. Yeah, I did, but, too. And
1: you don't know that you need to get to the to the sniper. It, like, it's not, like, written out for you. The second playthrough, you might know, you know what I mean? But you don't there, well,
0: really. Now, where else are you going to go, though? You're in a cul-de-sac. There's a sniper at the end of it.
1: <laughs> I thought, <my laughs> thought you just, just passed it. You know what I mean? Like, get Ah, past right.
0: It. So, fun fact, if you, if you uh, can get close enough to the sniper. Sni- like, if you can get into a house, maybe on the second floor, and you zoom in on the sniper's nest, there's no person there. It just shoots. I like, guess there. there's, no, really? there's no person actually attached to it. Yeah. So that I thought that was pretty funny. But once you actually do get up there, you end up killing the guy who was sniping, you know, put air quotes in that. <laughs> and you grab the sniper. And this is the interesting part because now you're shooting the other hunters that are trying to take down take, you know, take out Ellie and Henry and Sam, and they're infected as well. But this is how you take out the Humvee. Like you you basically the Humvee comes, it's chasing down the rest of your group and once you have to wait for one of the guys in the Humvee to pop out because he's trying to throw a molly at your group, and you have to shoot him while he has the molly in his hand, and it burns up the entire Humvee.
1: Yeah, it drops. It took me a, a second to figure that out because it's funny because the Humvee will just sit there, and he'll keep doing it. He'll keep coming out and throwing a all off, and I'm like, what is, yeah. what about? oh yeah. I realized it immediately shot him. It dropped down in. I was like, yep, that's. Why wouldn't yep. you think of that immediately?
0: Yeah, eventually, because the Humvee does move for a while, but eventually, like if you if you if you're not getting it, they'll stop moving the Humvee. And like yep. the only thing that happens is the guy's throwing out. So they just reduce your options. That's what happened you to know? me.
1: Exactly what
0: yeah. happened to me. <laughs> uh so yeah, after you yeah, you know, actually after the Humvee blows up, that's when the infected show up. Yep. And they start to overrun the house. So you guys book it out the back and you end well, up making it. At
1: first, though, you're still on the sniper rifle, and you get to shoot off the some of the infected. Yeah, that attack them, and you see them. The infected jump on, uh, like basically, I think get on all of them, and you're shooting them off of them. They're on the ground, and you know, and everybody asks, "Is everybody okay? Everybody okay?" And everybody says, "Yeah, we're okay." And then you go out. It's kind of important going into the next part because that's where it happens.
0: Yeah, so you do make a, uh, you do make it to the radio tower, and Joel and Henry are talking uh, a little bit, and I don't think their conversations of too much consequence, right? It's just basically they're talking about getting, H- and
1: Harleys and riding across country, and Joel's telling him about when he did it when he was younger, and uh, what's his? Is, wait, Sam's the brother. What's the one Sam's the little brother? Fred. Fred. Henry. 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 Okay, so Henry's like, "Oh, I would have loved that like you and tried to explain to Ellie like the difference between a Harley and a regular motorcycle, and they're just having fun, they're laughing, they're you know they've they've just won, they've completed their goal, they've made it, everybody's happy, things are good,
0: yeah, and basically, you know, at this point, like I said, they're just yeah they're just having conversations. it's more about just maybe mood building and talking and stuff like that. And uh you know Ellie goes to talk to Sam but Sam's like distant right like he's you know he's upset he's clearly upset and he kind of feels like you know a fuck up essentially in in their conversation. He asks Ellie if he's if she's afraid of anything.
2: Well, it's safe to say those two have officially bonded. What are you doing?
5: Taking stock of all the food we found today.
2: I see. And how are we doing on canned peaches?
5: Did Henry send you?
2: No. Why would Henry send me?
5: To make sure I'm not fucking up somehow.
2: I'd say we all did pretty good back there. Especially you. Is everything all right?
5: everything's fine.
2: Well... Have a good night.
5: How is it that you're never scared?
2: Who says that I'm not?
5: What are you scared of?
2: Uh, being by myself. I'm scared of ending up alone. What about you?
5: Those things out there. What if the people are still inside? What if they're trapped in there without any control of their body? I'm scared of that happening to me.
2: Okay. First of all, we're a team now, okay? We're gonna help each other out. And second, they might still look like people, but that person is not in there anymore.
5: Yeah, Henry says that they've moved on, that they're with their families, like in heaven. Do you think that's true?
2: I go back and forth. I mean, I'd like to believe it, but you don't, I guess not, yeah,
0: me neither, and oh. she says well she's a- you know she's afraid of the infected, you know to a degree. But Sam says he's and um, he's also no. Actually, Ellie says she's afraid of being alone. Being alone, Sam, yeah. And yeah. Sam
1: he actually asks her, "Are you afraid of anything? how are you not ever afraid?" Is how he says right. it, and she goes, "Well, I am." And he goes, "Of what?" And she goes, "Infected." And he's like, "Ugh," and and then she gets quiet. She goes, "Of being alone," you know, and it's a real statement. And then Sam kind of warms up and turns around and starts talking to her. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, he says he's afraid of the infected, but not necessarily just of dying. Right. He's afraid that, well, he says, you know, he thinks that he wonders are still, he wonders. Yep. He says he wonders if people are still alive inside the infected. Right. Just, they just don't have control of their body. And that's why he's afraid of the infected. And, uh, you know, she, Ellie says. You know, she tries to come. i like, no, they're they're gone. They're dead. And that's the same thing that Henry told him. And Ellie actually, so earlier in the game, uh, when you first meet them, like he has this toy in his hand, and he was going to put it in his bag, but his brother's like, no, we only pick up stuff that we need. You know, which and I so, thought was
1: like, eh, oh come on, dude. Like, I get it though. It's I get the get end it of the world.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like you, you only pick up stuff you need. Or you don't take any additional weight. It's it's survival. I get it. But Ellie actually picked it up and had it. And she gives it to him. She's like, hey, you know, you, you know, if he doesn't know you have it, then he can't yell at you. So she goes because she's tired. But Sam throws it down. Like, he just puts it down. He sits down. And that's when you realize you see that he's actually bitten. You know, yep. he's been bitten or scratched. And it's on his leg. But he didn't say anything. So the next scene, the next morning when they wake up, Ellie goes to check on him. And he's basically turning. Sam? <laughs> <laughs> What oh the hell?
4: Ah, shit, he's turning. That's my fucking brother. Screw it.
2: Shit. You know
4: what I mean? you right. Oh my god. Sam.
5: Oh no. Sam.
4: Henry? Henry, stay here. Henry?
0: What have you done?
4: I'm gonna get that gun from you, okay? Oh, okay, okay, easy. Is this your fault? This is nobody's fault, Henry. It's all your fault! Henry! Henry, no! Oh my
0: god! Right. And Ellie attacks him, and Joel goes to grab his gun to shoot him, but Henry shoots at Joel, and Henry is a mess right now, because he's like, that's my brother. You're not going to shoot him. And Joel goes to grab the gun anyway, and then Henry actually ends up shooting Sam off yep. of off of uh, Ellie. It was, and, it was a
1: tough seed.
0: Yeah, and Ellie, and, not Ellie, but Sam is a mess. Like, he's pointing the gun at Joel, and he's like, this is your fault. This is all your fault. He's, like, really unstable, and it looks like he's going to try to shoot Joel, but then he actually ends up shooting himself, and the scene goes black, and that is it. You
1: know? Yeah it's 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 rough because it just you know and when they woke up that next morning you know ellie was like something smells really good they were making breakfast and you know and he's like i let him sleep in you know for once you know and he's just like everybody's happy and then this happens and
0: it was it was tough and then it brings you back down you know yeah absolutely so you know and it was just it just one seeing sam go was tough you know obviously he was scared uh but then on top of that you know joel and ellie were like you know this is a good pairing for us it's good for us to like be together and and work together and that's taken away now you know i mean they could have if they could have just made it over to tommy's dam they might have been okay over there you know they might have been
1: able to live in that well we don't want to talk about they might have been able to be okay exactly
0: so but that's where we're gonna cut this episode. It's actually running a little longer than I expected. Um, but like I said, this was a really these three chapters were really meaty, right? Really, in terms really of, meaty. Uh, not a, like in terms of setup, in terms of gameplay, all that stuff. Uh, so, and then the next episode, we're gonna go through Tommy's Dam. We're gonna go through the university and the lakeside resort. All right. So yeah, thank you for listening. Um... Joel, uh, I was I just call I was gonna call you Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, you uh you wanna tell people how to get get a hold of you, your
1: social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Blazon underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. Everything I do is there.
0: Actually. Right. And I yeah. And I am on uh Twitter at jostradamus Um you can also follow the MASH Network if you're interested in, in the other podcasts, the other content that we put out. So, twitter.com slash the MASH Network. And we'd also love to have you join our Discord, which is mash.gg slash Discord. And, uh, you know, I just set up channels uh, for The Last of Us, so you can come in and talk about The Last of Us. I even have a spoiler channel. So, if you want to talk the Last of Us spoilers, you could talk with there, too. I won't be talking in that, to be honest with you. But you mm-hmm. can talk in it. I, I have no notifications or anything turned on for that channel. It is, it is gr- grayed out for me. Uh, so, um, but yeah, we, I mean, we love to, you know, get your comments and questions on the show, your feedback. Like, what did you think about these three chapters? Did you have trouble in the basement of the, uh, of the hotel? You know, what did you think about Henry and Sam? Or what do you think about Bill? You know, you can, uh, email us at contact dot com. You can talk to us on the discord. You can reach out on Twitter, you know, you could, you could do all that stuff. So uh, we love to hear from you. And uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others, and also to rate and review uh, the show on your on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, additionally, if you want to, if you're like a fan of Mash those buttons and you want to help support us even further, we do have a Patreon, which is patreoncom Buttons. and we have tiers starting at as little as one dollar a month. And we know we have rewards for different tiers. You can gain early access to content. You can gain access to exclusive content if you want to see us continue. Uh, actually, we're going to produce this content anyway. Let's be realistic. So if you want to help us improve the content and make, you know, make it even better, make new content, it would be very appreciated. So thank you very much. So uh, yeah, with that, we are done for this episode of We Are Survivors. Uh, we will see you for the next few chapters soon. If we survive. Ooh, suspenseful.